Agent Power Huddle is a daily jumpstart, giving you all the tools you need to create an amazing real estate career. Led by top experts in the field, you'll learn how to sell more houses in less time while creating the life you want. Welcome to the Agent Power Huddle. Good morning, guys. Today, we are diving into how to scale your business leveraging VAs, which are virtual assistants, which frankly, by the way, there's, I'm just going to say right from the top, there is no difference between a virtual assistant, in my opinion, and someone who lives in the States, other than fact, they live in another country. So I actually think we're doing a disservice by you know, referring to people as VAs. They're just part of your global team. And we're going to walk through exactly how that works and what they can do. Um, we have a guest host who may or may not be showing up here. I think we're having some technical difficulties getting him on. So if he's not here this morning, um, he actually owns a virtual assistant staffing company. Um, if he's not here this morning, I'm just going to roll through this topic and then we'll have him back again another time. We'll do some live Q&A. I mean, I've had a lot of experience with virtual assistants for a long time. And I'm going to start, like I said, our global team. And I could not time this any better. I wish I had my screen share on so I could show you. I literally, as this thing was starting, got a spam text that said, hi, Jesse, I hope all is well. We would like to check if you would like to hire a virtual assistant for only $6 an hour. That literally showed up at 8.03 a.m. this morning. I couldn't time that any better. I don't get those on a regular basis. So anyway, I thought that was kind of funny timing. And some of the things they offer is you get the same text yesterday that they can do appointment setting, phone work, transaction coordination, social media management, admin work, lead generation, email and calendar management. Please give us a call. So um, I'm not going to reference the name of the company that's sending that one to me because there's a lot of them out there. And our guest actually runs a company called that uh, called Nexus. I'm sorry, called that uh, um, called Virtue Desk. So Virtue Desk is the, the virtual assistant staffing company. They have over 800 virtual assistants that they coordinate throughout real estate and other industries. But that's a list of some of the things that you guys can use. So I'm going to start at the top four with the mindset piece because I know I see Jess is here, Lindsay's here. There's a lot of people that are. Uh, that are on here that I know a little bit of background on probably where you're at in your business and where you're looking for leverage. So I want to start first with the piece on um, how do you know what tasks to take off your plate? Is that a useful place? Those of you on camera, raise your hand. Is that a useful place to start with? Like, how do you know which tasks to take off your plate? Okay, awesome. Um, and those of you just joining us, if you're joining us late, we're still waiting for our guest host here. So I'm, I'm just talking about our, our experience that we've done using virtual uh, virtual assistants currently. And then we'll have, uh, if Pavel gets here, let's see. So we probably had an emergency this morning and asked if we could reschedule. I just saw a note. Okay, perfect. He had an emergency. That's what's going on. So we, it will be myself this morning talking about virtual assistants. And uh, I will... Um, and I will roll through this. Sherry, good morning. Cool. All sorts of fun people here this morning. Susan, good morning. All right. So this is what we're doing, guys. If you're going to look at what topics or what uh, what areas to take off your plate, do you guys know what a time study is? I want to start at the very top. Raise your hand. You know, okay, one person knows that's two, two people, a couple of people shaking their head. No. Okay. Let's talk about what a time study is. I, amazingly enough, I don't have a yellow pad of paper on my desk, but this is the only piece of equipment you need for a time study. It's a piece of paper and you could do it at the end of a day or at the end of two days. It could literally take you about 15 minutes to jot down, you know, what you did during the day. But my preferred method, because my brain is like a goldfish. Does anyone else feel like their brain is sometimes like a goldfish, right? Your memory resets every six seconds. You guys know that's how goldfish work. Like every six seconds is like, like a toilet flush in their brain. Like, what was I doing? I have no idea. Okay. If your brain is like that, a time study works like this. Set a timer on your phone for 30 minutes or an hour. Have it just beep in a recurring fashion. And every time that timer goes off, you write down, what did you do for the last 30 minutes or the last hour? Okay, 
if 30 minute increments works better for some people, some people think it's driven nuts by that. So we're going to do an hour increments. You just write down everything you do. And at the end of the day or two days, what we're going to start to do is look for patterns. You draw a line down the middle of your paper and you put items on one side that have to be done by you. Absolutely have to be done by you. Items on another side that you think they can be done by someone else. This is where you start to get your list of things that you could offload to a virtual assistant very quickly. Okay. You start to easily look, and then you want to break them down further into activities that generate income for you. And at right, those are, those are your green time and activities that need to be done, but probably don't necessarily generate income directly. For example, a lot of the paperwork in the back office of a real estate transaction. So I'll give you a little bit of my background in case you don't know who I am, guys, and why I'm qualified to talk on this one too. Um, I've been doing real estate for about 18 years. Last year, I worked one to two hours a week on my real estate sales business, and I still sold 20 million in houses. I literally, I literally work an hour to two hours a week. That's it. And we still sold houses and we leverage both a combination of stateside team as well as overseas people. And um, today we're more focusing on the overseas side. The reason I like people on your team who are overseas, what do you think the biggest advantage is to having someone overseas? Anyone know? Sarah knows she's got her hand up. What do you think, Sarah? What's the biggest advantage? They save you money. That would be my, that would, I would agree. I think that's the biggest reason to leverage overseas staff because truly I treat our overseas team just like they are part of your team here. Like if you start to think about it from that mindset at the top, it's going to help make things a lot better. You're going to train them. You're going to work with them. You're going to do everything as if they were sitting in your office. They're just sitting somewhere else. And the difference that you're leveraging is basically based on pay scale, right? Based on pay scale. And so the average, this text I read you at the beginning of the thing, they said, right, this company is offering for $6 an hour, someone to do appointment setting, phone work, transaction coordination, social media management, admin work, lead generation, email and calendar management. Could you find someone in the States, in North America for $6 an hour to help you with that? I couldn't even find someone, I mean, truly. And you want to look for when you're hiring someone, don't think about the hourly wage. Once you get that out of your head, you want to find good human beings the same way you would hire and screen and train someone who is based in the States here. You can do the same things. But let's start first with tasks and functions, because what I find most people do who leverage larger teams of virtual assistants is they break down their functions into smaller niche functions more so than you would with a stateside person. Typically in the States, you try to find one person who do all these sort of things. Because of the pay scale, it allows you to, to niche down and really find someone who can become an expert in one or two things and really develop there and kind of build out more slowly through the tasks they do. So looking at your day, once we have this time study, what are some of the functions you want to take off your plate? Is it, for example, listing, let's do, how many of you guys work with sellers? Anyone work with listings here, listing coordinators? Okay. What if you had a listing coordinator? on your global team, right? Someone that every time you took a listing, they went down the same functions and communicated in a proactive way with your seller. Three times a week, sending out an email, sending out a text message, a phone call, updating on what's going on throughout the process, coordinating everything. Do you guys have anyone in your world that's doing that for you now? Okay. The other concept I want to teach you guys as we're talking about virtual assistance is you want to look at fixed salary versus, uh, versus variable. Right. So a fixed expense would be if you take on someone on a, you know, $800 a month, let's just make up a salary amount there, $800 a month for full time, whatever work they get done in that 40 hours, that's going to be what they do. Now, if you're taking someone that you want to find a, you know, virtual assistant that does, maybe you find someone who's per listing, you're going to pay them 
$50 a listing, $100 a listing. Now you're looking at something where it's flexible with your budget, no matter where you're at in your business growth, you can still afford to bring someone on because it's scalable based on where you're at in your business. Does that make sense, guys? So if you're at the level where most, most of the times we think about variable expense, I think in terms of transaction coordination, right? Most of you, are you guys familiar with the concept that you could pay a transaction coordinator $250 to $300, $400 a file, and they'll do that right on a per file basis? Think about ways that you could break that up in all different projects that you need done. If you're really not ready to commit to someone full-time or that feels a little bit intimidating taking on that at expense, even at pay scales from you know international, it still it still works because you could find someone, let's say video editing. How many of you guys are making videos? How many of you guys think you should be making more videos? Everybody, there you go. Okay. Video editing, I think, is one of the absolute best things to look for overseas help. Um, we do have two amazing full-time video editors on our staff with uh, Agent Power Huddle and the Agent Collective, um, these two amazing human beings. But we do a lot of video. That's why we needed full-time people. I think a lot of people start out editing their videos. You can find editors for $25 to $50 per video. So if you're not, if you're producing maybe one or two pieces of content a month, instead of going, or, you know, a week even, instead of going to hire a full-time video editor, you could look on, where's the places you could go look. If you just wanted a one-off person, right? You could literally go to a place like Upwork, which is a freelance site, or our guest who will schedule back on again, Pavel, right? Go to someone like Pavel, who runs a company called Virtue Desk. That would be more, they do do part-time, I believe. Uh, but they're more, if you're looking for like a full-time, you want someone on staff who could, let's say they do video plus social media posting. Instead of going to screen and find someone yourself, you could go to a company that makes it easier for you because they do all the hiring and training for you. They have people that then come work to from a central location and help you with that. Is this making sense, guys? So it's really at a high level. Let's say we want to, there's, there's the, the link Lisa's put in the chat for, uh, for Virtue Desk. Let's say on the sales side, the lead generation side, how about someone booking appointments for you, someone calling your leads, inside sales? Has anyone experimented yet with virtual assistance for inside sales? Or Sarah, Sarah, you do inside sales. Sarah's like, that's me. I do inside sales for other people. Cool. All right. Um, this is the thing I'll tell you on this because I've tried all sorts of flavors on virtual assistants in both global and domestic, I've had a virtual inside sales appointment center for probably over 15 years. Not the same human being for 15 years, but I've been doing this concept for literally since we got into real estate, long before it was popular or cool to have an inside sales department. Um, we were part of a small mastermind group and they said, hey, what do you think about having someone make your phone calls? We started out having someone in the States be our inside salesperson, that still would qualify, I believe, as virtual assistant. They weren't in our office. They worked from home. They were someone who was a licensed real estate agent who had had some health complications, talking 15 years ago, long before COVID, but they preferred to stay at home that they couldn't get around so well. And we gave them access to our database. I trained them just like they would have been working in our team. And they got a base salary plus a small bonus per appointment set. That was the way we did it. And there's all sorts of ways to do this. I think if you're looking in the world of people to go through your leads, whether they are sitting in a foreign country or sitting in your own office, there's two different characteristics you want to look for in someone. There's, I believe, two main types of ISAs. You have your nurturers, which are going to go through and help develop relationships, kind of further that conversation over time. And then you have your hunters, which are looking for immediate appointments. You can find the same person that can do both. However, 
I've found that there really are generally different skill sets between each one. And you want to look at the use case of what you're looking for in your database. Nod your head, guys, if this is making sense. Like, you know that there's certain people that you can just see, think when I even say that, if you think about yourself, which way are you more wired naturally? Are you wired to like to hunt and go book appointments? You just want to go next, next, next. Are you wired to just have conversations and talk to people over months and months and develop that relationship? And so when you start to look through, when you're screening these inside salespeople, you want to do the same thing. I want to spend the second half of the call right now. Now that I've given you guys just some general ideas as to who you could leverage in your, uh, you know, in your business. Can we talk about how to screen and train people? Because I think this is one of the biggest hurdles to hiring insights, to not insights, but anyone in your staff. I find there's a high level of anxiety of what if they don't do as good a job as I do? Has anyone had that thought or that concern? They're like, they're not gonna be as good as me. It's all, the two of you are honest, the rest of you, no. Okay, the rest of you are neat. Okay, so got a few smiles there. That's a very common thought, guys, to think about what if they don't do as good a job as me? The secret is, first of all, they probably won't do as good a job of you. No one will do as good a job of you. How is that possible? Because you have your own bias towards the way you do things. But you don't want someone to do it as good as you. You want someone to do it 80% as good as you to start with. Because the task that you no longer have time to get to or that you have better time doing something else is better off done by someone else 80% as well as you do it than not being done at all or having you stressed out because you don't do it. But what's going to happen over time is if you start with getting them to 80%, they will at some point do it better than you because it's all they will do all day long. And it's something that you're no longer doing. That's the, that's the goal. So how do you screen them right off the bat? If they're a forward-facing position, I want you guys to start breaking this down in your mind. Are they someone that's going to have communication with your clients, like on camera, on Zoom, or on the phone, or even text message or email? You want to Give them easy tests during the interview screening process. Or even if you're going through a service like VirtuDesk, if you're not posting ads and screening them yourself, when VirtuDesk gives you candidates of who you could potentially you know, work with, I like give them little tests, right? Angela, who works here with me, she knows this, right? We had, we had her send us a little video of herself explaining why she'd be a good fit for the job. Gian, who's on here, who, who runs our social media, who's a, right? Both of these people are amazing human beings, Gian. Gian also sent us, I believe, either a video or a written-based description, right? Because Gian, we don't have on camera a lot. So I don't remember if we had Gian do a video, at least we had in writing, talk about what is he, what, what, why is he good for, for the job? And what do they like to do for fun outside the office? Okay. Why do we ask what do you like to do for fun outside the office? Number one, you want to start to establish someone's baseline for personality. Do they, do they, are they, are they someone that, and let's see, and we did, a, we did a Zoom interview after written, there you go. So we did a Zoom interview, but, but I'm talking about, this is a way if you're getting a bunch of different applicants and you're really busy, it's very intimidating to think about how do I go through a hundred resumes? How do I go through five to 10 people? It's one of the reasons why you could leverage a company like VirtuDesk to screen out some of those. But even at that point, you still need to go through a few candidates. I think Pavel's joining in here. I just see him in the waiting room and let him in. Um, but this is why guys, you want to, um, you want to, you want to start to help screen people as they, if they're going to be communicating on camera or in writing, it really helps to have somebody. Um, sorry, I just saw Pavel pop up, but that's not Pavel. Uh, all right, we'll find out who's using Pavel's name in a minute. <laughs> but uh, when you guys start to have them interview themselves, you'll see the way they communicate, their personality. If they're going to be engaging with clients, you want to get a feel for this before you even bring them in for an interview. Does that make sense, guys? I oftentimes, when we put out postings, I oftentimes put out and I'll say, put your favorite flavor of ice cream in the cover letter. That way, it 
shows if they're detail oriented. It shows if they have a personality. I like to work with people that are fun and that like, I, I want detail to people they have to, like we have a certain culture inside our company. And even if you guys are bringing on your first hire, you're going to have the same type culture. You're going to develop something that works for you. So Elias, 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 how do you say your name? Hi, Elias. You were, you were correct the first time. Elias, what's going on? So, so we do have a, a, a guest here from Virtue Desk. It's not Pavel I've been talking about, but one of Pavel's business partners. Um, we got about 10 minutes left. I've been talking, talking nice about your company. I know Pavel had a, uh, an emergency this morning. He did, but I, I was ready to go. So Awesome, man. So, so yeah. in, in 10 minutes or less, if everyone's here to learn about how do you leverage and scale your, uh, you know, your, your real estate business with virtual assistants, what sort of tips would you give people? And we'll have you back again, obviously, for a longer time. But, but what tips would you give in 10 minutes or less? First off, what I would say is I wanted to, I love that you said, you know, tell them to put their favorite ice cream on the resume. That's great. Another thing I do um, when I'm interviewing candidates or what I've told people to do for virtual citizens, ask them what their favorite hobby is. Because what I want to do is, is see how lively they get when they talk about their hobby. So um, in terms of virtual assistants, look, really what it comes down to is, you know, you, you have your business plan going forward. You know what needs to be done, but you don't have the time to do it. You want to focus on revenue generating tasks. So the best way to scale your business, have a virtual assistant that's able to do the tasks for you. You want them to do A, B, and C, show them this is how I want it done. They're going to get that done for you um, so that you can focus on other tasks. For example, um, maybe you're so busy that you're not able to actually call leads that you have in your database. Okay, you can have a virtual assistant actually call these leads, schedule appointments for you, qualify them for you. So that when the time comes, all you need to focus on is meeting. Can we can we dig into that? Because I actually talked about that for a minute. So uh, who's who's training these people? Like, does the agent still have to train them the way they want? Do you guys train them at Virtual Desk? I'm curious to see how that works for you guys. No, that's a great question. Um, to really elaborate on that, we do train them. We train them in a lot of different systems and processes that are familiar with real estate agents. But really what I like to tell people is we, we don't guarantee the experience level, but we will train them. We are going to give you professionals. They're going to have a professional background. They're not going to just be off the street. What I like to tell all of our clients, though, is... You know, a virtual assistant, it's an assistant, right? It's a reflection of you and how you run your business. So essentially, the only training that would really need to be done is how you want them to complete the tasks. No one's going to tell you, you know, this is how we're going to run Jesse's business. No, Jesse's going to say, I want my virtual assistant to run it my way. Amanda's going to say my way. That's the only real training it is. Show them how you want the task to be completed. Yeah, I, I, I love that. And that, that's what we were talking about, guys. Like whether you're hiring someone stateside or overseas, you're going to go through the similar training process. You want them to work the way you want to work. Um, Sherry has a, has a question for you. She said, do you recommend a video of training? Do you mean, Sherry, like, like leveraging like a course or like, like something live? How do you handle that for, uh, for people, you know, setting appointments for you and doing ISA work? So I, I love the idea of a video for training. It, it's always great to do hands-on. You know, there's different types of learners. There's there's vi, there's vi, video or excuse me, vision learners. There's audio learners, right? What's good though about a video is it's great if you're hands-on, but maybe you do hands-on work with them and then you record it so they can watch later because it's almost like, like homework, right? They can always go back and review it. And I know that I've got a lot of feedback and that's been very successful with a lot of our clients. So do maybe a live recording with them, but record it so they can always go back and address it later. I love it. And Fran says, do you, do you script call training? I mean, we can do a whole separate call, a whole separate one. We have a few different people that specialize in courses and training for ISAs, but um, what, what about you, Alice? Do, do, you, do you guys have scripts that you give them or do you have the agents, you know, give scripts to these, uh, the people that are setting appointments for, for you? 
Another great question. We do train them um, in a lot of different scripts, um, including Tom and Mike Ferry scripts, but it really comes down to uh, the individual, right? So let's just say, um, again, let's say we have a Tracy and Tracy's business. Maybe she has her own set. This is what I do when I ask clients, I go, hey, what do you do when you call clients? Do you have your own set of scripts? Do you use someone else? They said, well, no, I, I have my own set that I use. And I go, honestly, if it's your business, it'd be better to have the virtual assistant say what you're saying now. Don't have them come in with a completely different script, you know? And it just makes sense, right? So yeah, we do train them in scripts, but if you have something you're doing now and it's working, I would highly recommend they do that for you. So, so let's, let's spend, we got to, let's change gears a little bit and just see what are, I mean, you guys have a lot of virtual assistants. You guys have a lot of clients. What are some of the most common things you see that people take off their plate? Cause I gave a long list of things earlier. I told people how to do a time study, how to figure out what to do in their, you know, in their business to kind of look for things. What are some of the most common things you see that people are like, I took it off my plate. This was amazing. So I'm really big on stories. I like to give live examples without giving the name of an actual client. This was actually recent. Um, I want to say this is probably about two months ago. Um, had a client come to me and what they told me was that they're paying for three different lead sources. And then these three different lead sources, they're, it's, it's basically what I said earlier. They didn't have time to even contact any of these leads. They were so busy. So I said, okay. Basically, after talking with them a little bit more, I said, identify what lead source is either not giving you the leads that you're looking for, or is maybe giving you the least amount of leads, allocate those marketing costs towards hiring a virtual assistant. They bring on the virtual assistant. Now the virtual assistant is able to call the first two lead sources, qualify, set up appointments. That would have never happened if she didn't have a virtual assistant. That's one example. Um, I also had someone come on board. Um, gentleman was only utilizing Facebook, um, but really wanted to grow his presence. LinkedIn, Instagram. He even wanted to start trying to do some stuff on TikTok um, to hit all the different demographics. That's the way he was able to do it. He already had the plan in motion. He didn't have the time or maybe the patience to want to do that. So the virtual assistant was able to help him do that and scale that for him. Um, I mean, it can be it can be anything, really anything you can think of um, that you either don't like doing or you know it's it's just something that you maybe know how to do but it's not something that really fits with you and your old personality all the way. I always say there's two reasons to get a virtual assistant and I'll, and I'll end it with this real quick for the next one. You're either too busy and you don't have enough time to do what you need to be doing. So you hire a virtual assistant or you're not busy enough and you need to either get more lead generation to try to get more busy or something like that. So there's the two reasons why. I, I love it. Um, Sarah's got a good question for you. We're just going to fire as many questions as we can. And in, in the time we got you, that, uh, this is great, by the way. Uh, do do your, does your team use the agent CRM or do you have your own that you guys work in? No, that, that's great too. It really comes down to the training aspect, right? Because we want it to be a personalized experience for all of our clients. We will train them in a lot of different Again, CRMs that are familiar with real estate agents. But for example, there's a lot of brokerages out there that have, maybe the brokerage has their own um, specific CRM, okay? We will have subject matter experts on our team to help uptrain the virtual assistants in those systems and processes as well. So we do work with um, brokerage-specific CRMs. Yeah, and, and that's what I wanted to point out, by the way, because we talked a little bit about like, you could put it out in Upwork, you go you know, onlinejobs.ph and hire someone. But what you just said there is part of, I think one of the biggest value propositions of going through a company like VirtuDesk is you have subject matter 
experts who are going to support and help train, right? It's not like you're starting from scratch. So can you expand a little bit? What do you mean when you say like a subject matter expert? What's that mean? What that would mean is because we don't guarantee the experience level of the virtual assistant, you know, we, we can train them. We want, they, they could have a, a wide array of backgrounds in different industries, but what that does mean is we are going to have team members in our staff, whether they're our account managers, part of our training department, who they will know this system, they will know this process. So even if you have a virtual assistant that may not have all the experience in the world, you can feel confident knowing that there is going to be a team in the background, it's going to help support your virtual assistant to help lead you and your business to success. I love it. Any, any common mistakes you see people make when they start, start out working with, with, with virtual assistants? I'd say the, the most common mistake is just thinking that, you know, you got to think of it as a virtual assistant is like bring on an team member. I always tell people, even if you were to bring on someone here in the United States, or again, I'll give you an example. I had someone who came on board who had 20 years of sales experience. That's great. The guy knows what he's doing. I still needed to train him how I wanted things done because I was put in my position to achieve a certain goal. So I think the common mistake is when you bring on somebody, whether it's a virtual assistant, whether it's someone here in-house, you got to understand that even if they have experience or even if they're really well-trained, you still got to spend some time with them. You got to work with them. You can't just expect them to know how to do everything a certain way because it's going to be how you want it done. And I think just have understanding that, having a little bit of humility and being like, you know what? This is an investment in my business. Let me work with it. That'll lead you to the most success. I love it. How do you help? We got about two minutes. How do you, how do you help people kind of with that initial mindset shift? Because like once you get used to having teams and leverage and, you know, it gets much easier, but when you're getting that first, the first team member to help you, that first virtual assistant, how do you shift that mindset to start? What do you, what do you tell people? I would say to shift that mindset to start, I just kind of uh, remind them. I mean, I, I just, I say, look, look at it. If you brought someone here right now, you already know you want your business run a certain way. You know what you do on a daily basis, but if you bring someone on board who doesn't have any experience or maybe they have experience or they never worked with you, how are they going to know what you want done? You have to have some type of guidelines. You have to have standard operating procedures. You have to have a goal. I always recommend having a short-term goal. I also recommend having a long-term goal and then identifying how you want to achieve that goal. And then bam, that's what you will delegate to the virtual assistant. That might be a good topic when we have you back on next. We'll, we'll reschedule you and whether it's you or Pavel, but I'd love to have you back. I'd love it. Is, is talk about that initial training period, right? Like short-term goal, long-term goal, how you establish metrics, maybe do something on the admin side, also something on the sales side and kind of walk through what that looks like. Cause I think that's the part that Definitely. if people get comfortable with that, they'll feel more comfortable hiring someone and, and leveraging out. You agree with that? Definitely. Oh, I do agree with that. And I've had clients and I've, I've told clients before, you know, if you really, if I have time in my calendar um, to meet with you, look, I'll even sit down and basically have a little consultation about your business and talk about best steps and how I can help you achieve success with virtual assistant. I have no problem doing that. It, with those of you guys who are on camera and they're typing the chat box, nod your head, would that be helpful to do another one of these on like virtual assistant the first 90 days? Right. Kind of like, yeah, kind of like a step by step, how you would train, what you do. We'll Love do some it. on the on the admin side, on the back office side, some on the on the inside sales side. Et yeah, I can I can help you figure out for both um, anything from social media to ISA, you know, inside sales agents. Yeah, we can break it down to categories. We could do a social media. Would be perfect. Actually, the first 90 days. I love that. All right. Well, I'm glad you made it for at least a little bit of the time. 
Of course, of course. No, I'm, I'm happy to come on and say hello to everybody. This is great. Yeah, guys. All right, so we'll 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 let you know when we'll schedule these schedule back again next couple of weeks. We'll get them at least. We'll get them back on here. I'm telling you, if you don't spend time to look at where you can leverage in your business, you're going to keep bumping your head into that wall, right? There's only so many hours in the day. You only have so much time, and so this is really this important piece. Even if you're not trying to scale, if you're trying to just gain back some of your life, this is this is a game changer. It really is. So thanks for being here. Thank you so much, Jesse. Yeah, no worries. We'll see you again, guys. Have a good week. Bye, guys. If you'd like more information or to get connected to the Agent Power Huddle, join our free Facebook group. This call was designed for the agents in our EXP organization, but open to any agent from any brokerage. If you're a guest and you're interested in learning more about EXP or our specific resources within the Agent Collective, reach out to the person who invited you to this call to get more info. Produced by the Agent Collective Media Network.